Guess what I found out this week? Trump, Cuomo, Pelosi, James, James Corbin. They're all on the same page summer with us. Really? They're all reading the Bible with us. Wow. They're doing the Bible reading challenge? Yeah, they're doing the Bible reading challenge. Isn't that great? Oh, that's good. I, I, don't, I don't think they're doing the Bible reading challenge. I, okay. Well, we're going to talk about that. Hey, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. Pastor Toby, Chuck Knox, the Waterboy, and N.D. and Dizzle Wilson. <laughs> okay, okay, Snoop. Has we any, got it. Has anybody ever called you in? In Dizzle. Dizzle Wilson. Mm-hmm. If his name is Gabe Branch. You know, I think it's I think everything's happened. Everything. everything. <laughs> At one yeah. time or another. Nate hey. Dog is the easiest. Nate Dog, Nate, Nate Dog. Did you get yep. Nate Dog from a him? lot? It's, yep. Yeah. Bow-wow. Mount up. Was, Mount yeah. up. Regulators. I don't know that okay, one. Okay, never mind. He he was part of I'm uh, not gonna okay, yeah, all right, okay. never mind. Hey, I've hey. told a lot of kids it's Neville DuPont. Just Oh yeah. <laughs> N D <laughs> That just won everybody's life right there. Like, really? Like, Make sure you guys join us in October, October 1st through the 3rd at our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. Nashville. We got a lot of people coming to speak, and we're, we're still working on mm, yeah. uh, some other people. Okay. Oh, really? Still, we're still desire. working on I have the desire. We, we cannot name names hey, right did, now. Did, did, didn't we make a bet? Like, if we got something funded, like, we were going to... He, he was going to confirm with us? I don't remember. Uh, I mean, we don't remember. Okay. Um, did, did we? Uh, Nashville. <laughs> we did, did I make a rash Tennessee. Bet? I think on the last show. I think we did. Fight, Laugh, Feast conference. <laughs> First to the third in October. Come yep. be, come uh, come fight left. Early bird registration ends June fifteenth. Uh, a lot of registration has been happening the last couple of weeks. So pretty wow. much every conference has like yeah. vanished this whole year. This yeah. is the only yeah. conference this year right. in Christendom that's no. happening that I know of. I mean, yeah. the Southern Baptist Convention folded. Yeah. All right, so we'll take all you guys who went yep. to the Southern Baptist Convention. Get this your year family, get your go. church out there. We got church discounts, uh, family discounts, all that. Get out there. Yeah, we'll teach you how to riot like a Christian. <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> Hey, we also want to invite you to check out Camper Down Writer's Kiln. Did I say that right? You did. Camper Camper Down Down. Writer's Kiln. You know there's only one Camper Down Elm in the world? Only one? Only one that's ever been found. Like there's only one race? All all others have been grafted from that original sole source. Yep. So that's why it's called Camper Down Writer's Kiln. What's a Camper Down? (laughs) It's a tree. It's, it's a, a tree. Okay. So the Camperdown Elm is a small weeping elm. Okay. It's a really cool. There's a, there's actually some up by the admin in town. Oh. Okay. But they're super cool. They're weeping. Uh, highly beautiful, artistic, but naturally occurring only once. And so wow. they're, they're only one. Known so all other trees, uh, all other Camperdown elms are cut from there. Yeah. They're, they're they're from that one source. Is that tree still like alive? I, I actually don't know that. Yeah. I think so. so. Camperdown Riders Kiln is the MFA program at New St. Andrews College, and um, and their mission is to help writers develop the ability to tell stories that successfully imitate and honor the true soul source. You of say all rioters, human yeah, creativity, rioters. Okay, who riot with their writing? This is good. Okay, um, are you the director? Nate? I am. Yeah, I Anyways. am the director of this program. Yeah. That's wow, exciting. He's in our studio. We you are. should check it out. Go to camperdownmfa.com. And we're going to talk more about that in the second segment. And also, next week, we have classes in person. Ooh. Oh! Uh-oh. We're doing it. Well, but but I, mask on? Actually, so, no. Okay. No mask. That. It's a low-residency program. Yep. So you come in at, at different points and uh, and face-to-face. Yeah. No masks. It's, I can't uh, wait to talk about this. It's like this. Uh, three times one week every year. Yeah, it's three times a year. I mean, the goal is for it to be to create professional writers. We can talk more about it later. Yeah, we, we will. Go. Yeah. Second segment. But yeah, in person next week. I'm looking okay. forward to that. Thank you. Let's talk about that. Second segment. Okay, second segment. So we got uh, you know Cuomo here. 
uh, coming up in he, he you which know, Cuomo? You know, which Cuomo? President. Governor Cuomo. Oh, okay, the good one. The Bible. <laughs> the other day, in Washington D.C. Here in New York, we actually read the Bible. <laughs> and there are some passages that I think are especially appropriate. Oh. Oh no. Preach Pastor Como. Do tell. And this time of where we are. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Unless you use forceps. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln. That was Mark three. <laughs> Mark three. Actually, before Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. It's a little judgmental, Psalms I think. Psalms 34. Of the yeah. protesters there. Yep. The seed whose fruit is righteousness <clears throat> is sown in peace by those who make peace. I think those. Did he turn a page? No, no, he didn't. Are all appropriate oh, he's where we notes. are today. Oh, is it now? It's another quote that I think is. Somewhere from uh, applicable to where we are today. From you the can't Talmud. use the military as a political <laughs> weapon. Do you remember who said that? I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Another quote. No, I, you, duty no you're done. All I don't right, want to hear right, that. Right, from you. You, you can't say <laughs> anything after that. You can't. You know, use, you know who said that? Who said that? I said that. I said that. <laughs> I said that. God and put me. It, put it on your screensaver. We need to create a, uh, a stinger with, you know who said that? All, all the gods. I said that. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I said but, that. But Cuomo, he wasn't the only person who was no, so bringing Nancy, out his Bible. Remember, Nancy pa- uh, Pelosi is also on the same page with us, too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, so, yeah. Last night when I saw the president pulled up the Bible, I was thinking of so many things in the Bible that would have been appropriate uh, in terms of... Humanity. So many things. The Shulamite's belly. How all these politicians are just reading the Bible now. Mm. Trump walks to a church with this Bible, and yeah. he's got everybody pulling out their Bibles. How dare you? Did you did you <laughs> damage my sacred book? Exactly. Did you see uh, James Corbin? You know James Corbin, the oh, yeah. uh, late night yeah. TV host. Um, his dad apparently um, uh, was he a saw, Bible salesman. Yeah, Bible salesman back in the day went door to door selling yeah. Bibles, like literally, literally. And and so he had his dad on the show to show to talk about how you should properly carry the Bible. And then, and then towards the end, his dad, his dad's, his dad is like, "Hey, can I, can I read something out of the Bible to to his son James?" And James is like, um, "Oh, yeah, sure, Dad." And so his dad read all of Psalm thirty seven, like live on you know national Nate Light TV and everything. Nate, Nate, Nate Light TV, I love that Nate Light TV. Yeah. Nate, Nate Light, <laughs> Nate Live, Nate Live. Part of the thing that bothers me about this, it's not even them that I'm really upset at. Is that for years I've seen people 
exegete scripture almost exactly the same way that they're doing it. Yeah. yeah right. So you got if, if you can't be mad at this without being mad at Stephen Furtick. It's like here's a crouton. Right. Exactly. Here's a crouton. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, I found you, another verse. Yeah. Exactly. And so this is typical what people get in their churches every Sunday morning. That's right. You know. Yeah. I have a great verse I just want to talk to you about. <laughs> well, people, and, and too many Christians, I mean, read their Bibles this way. Exactly. I mean, they just flip it open and they're like. Which is why this is so easy. There's a, there's a verse and I'm going to read it. And that's like God somehow is going to magically speak to me because I flipped it. You know, it's like, no, you're not honoring God's word by that. And they're getting that. I mean, they our leaders reflect as well. Yeah. We're, we've taught them how to blast the other, the other thing, of course, is, you know, I mean, this is political theater. At the, yeah. you know, this is yeah. all political. What is Trump's right. photo op. It's all political. Everything's theater, political sure. theater, theater. But the fact is, I actually prefer Trump's political theater. Why is like, that? If you're gonna, I mean, it's it's because he's he's at least saying um, this is important to us. He's, he's saying church oh, and this Bible, is important to you. This is important. It's important to you. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm you know and he's he's at least he's pandering to that. Yep. At the very least, he's saying I know this is important to you, and so this is what I'm, I'm going to symbolize that. Now, you know, what does he mean by it? I don't know what he means by it. Yeah. But that's what he's doing. The, and, and everybody mocks him. And, you know, CNN has like, has this big orange yellow uh, thing on the, the video that says propaganda. Are you serious? It's CNN. Like, what? Yeah. Look, why do you not have yeah. that on all your videos? That's right? funny. Like, it's yeah. all propaganda. Did you see someone? Uh, so Trump's holding the Bible up in front of St. John's uh, Cathedral. And uh, someone, one of the reporters or someone in the audience screamed out, is that your Bible? And he's like, he's like. Um, it's a Bible. <laughs> it. It's a Bible. I mean, I, a I actually, bastion of honesty, right? There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at, at, yeah, at least to be honest with it. You know, again, I, I don't, I don't trust either one of them. I, I, again, I think it's all political theater, one way or oh, the yeah, other. It's all, it's all Trump, political theater. I, again, I do agree with you that there is a difference, at least with Trump, that I've seen that he leans and is appointed and doing things that is way more in line. With the worldview that I want to see perpetuated, I would and there's a lot of things I, that I disagree I, with him on. I want my leaders to actually believe the Bible, yeah, and function, but, operate, but in that. But. but short of that, I'd rather them at least pretend to. Yeah, yeah. I, right. like I think there's going to be problems <laughs> with that, but I'd rather them at least say like you know, and that's you know, there's problems, but that's I'd prefer that to the to the complete you know um, opposite of that, which is we're not sure if it's okay or not to destroy Target. Right, we, right. we think it probably is okay, and it's probably not violence even. Right. According to what's her name? So well, people, I was going to say, people, actually. I was going to say Cuomo. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's talking about peace, reading the, all these scripture verses about peace and everything. And he was he was rebuking um, the the rioters, right? The, well, yeah, <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And, and then we have this this video we're going to show next. You know, New York Times writer uh, Nicole Hannah Jones. You know, she started the whole sixteen nineteen project. Okay, what's that? No, the sixteen nineteen project. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, it, it's uh, the claim of this group is that basically the whole reason everybody came to the United States in sixteen nineteen was in order to have slavery. Four hundred years. Oh, so that's the whole that's yeah. the whole thing. So sixteen nineteen project. Is, so why they go to Africa? Yeah, we don't ask questions. I'm just trying to figure. Just it out. accept. Okay. okay. Let, let, let let Hannah Jones speak. I think sixteen nineteen just means facts. One, we we need to be really careful with our language. Um, Yes, it is disturbing to see property being destroyed. It is disturbing to see uh, people taking property from stores. But these are things. And violence is when an agent of the state kneels on a man's neck until all of the life is leached out of his body. Destroying property which can be replaced is not violence. And to put those things, uh, to use the exact same language to describe those two things, I think really um, it's not it's not moral to do that. So, yes, I, I think any reasonable 
excuse me, any reasonable person would say we shouldn't be destroying other people's property. But these are not reasonable times. These are people who have protested against police violence again and again and again, year after year after year. And still we can have videos of law enforcement with witnesses. All right. She goes on. Um, For a while there, yeah. she, she was working with the same like speak, speech coach that Biden's been using. Oh, really? Except I mean, she clearly. was able to get it out. No, eventually, she warmed up. But at first, it was like, wow, she, Joe, and Biden, Joe Biden have the same kind of <laughs> you know, pace, diction. How, how can you say destroying, using the word destroy, destroying? No, violence. Uh, property yeah. is not violence. Yeah. It's like, well, so the you thing just said is, she, she's not wrong that we distinguish. This is why we charge some people with destruction of property. But that's not and what other she's people with doing. assault. Yeah, yeah, right. But they're like, yeah, they all are under the subheading. Right. Of well, acts of violence. Well, Whatever take, kind of take this take this standard though to like you know uh, a a woman concerned that her husband's being abusive. Sure, he punches walls. Right. Is that you know is he violent? Everybody in the world would be yes, he's violent. And, mm-hmm. and the woman says, "I'm scared for my life. I'm scared for my you know." So it, she calls the cops because what that kind of violence says is something else could happen that can go beyond right. just punching or, walls. Right. Or right. he burns all her clothes in the backyard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, what? it's not violence. Are we Are we worried, or is he just making a statement? You know, the, the problem that I have right now is all the people who are making these moral moral values don't have a, a objective moral code themselves to pull oh, no. from. Well, and she, so, she says, mor- "She says that's immoral." Right. And so, so what code are you pulling from? Because if yeah. stealing. And breaking in, entering into someone's place is not immoral. Mm. Then how are you going to be able to define what murder is? Right. And they can't. This is why they can go on with constantly have these kinds of uh, uh, abortion. Okay, not so bad. Yeah, not violence. Police brutality, yeah. hugely horrible. Right. Yeah. Well, hold on now. I thought we had an innocent person over here yep. <laughs> who is being killed. Isn't that bad too? And so if you don't have an objective moral standard, then of course you can look. If somebody breaks into her house right now, I wonder if she's going to consider that violent. Yeah. This is mm-hmm. this is atheistic. This is yeah. evolutionary yep. ideology it'll, it'll right a, here. Eat, eat herself, yeah, and, yeah, and right. it's, it's it's ridiculous. Right. If you can, that, the standard is it, you can't hold that. I mean, the, the, if you can replace it, yeah, then it's not violence. No, that's yeah. yeah. So Nate, how come uh, liberals and all this seem to get away with this obvious double standard? You know, Cuomo was just talking yeah. about peace, like chiding Trump for not being peaceful, and then she can talk about violence in it. Well, the, I, think, I think first off, they don't get away with it. Like, they only get away with it in their kitchen. Yeah. And that's, we have such a segregated society right now, left and right. That's why you look at it. Like, who's, why are people not calling her out? It's like, well, tons of people are calling her out. Yeah. Just not over there. They're not acknowledged by right. them. Right. So we're playing a basketball game with two different sets of referees. Right. And it's, you know, that's how you end up with a civil war. And it's not working in the game either. Well, Look no. at Minneapolis. No, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't it's not work working out. in the game. And the thing is, so in L.A., you burn stuff, and then the mayor cuts the police budget and gives yep. money. <laughs> and I was I was listening. I've, I've Given my work, I have a lot of very, very liberal friends. Yeah. So, and half for years. So, New York liberals, L.A. liberals, I work with them. They know who I am. Like, we, they know we disagree, and yeah. we get along, and it's it's not hard. Yeah. yeah. They think I'm nuts, yeah. and that's and I am, <laughs> and I just can't understand how they process some things. But in these conversations, the weird thing is, my Christian friends are the ones who are the most affected by this. Right. The secular liberals that I have friendships with, so far, every conversation I have, the protests have lost them completely. Yeah. And it's weird, huh. and it's dangerous. Wow. What do you mean by that? Like lost them completely? Like them just saying this is retrogressive. This is the worst thing for civil rights yeah. in my lifetime. Yeah. 
Hmm. Like, you want to make a bunch of suburban white ladies scared of black guys in hoodies? You just did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like, right. And like, and this Gun is going sales from, go up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to people who have like the one thing where we might not have been able to be friends was the fact that I was okay with guns. And now they're sitting here saying, I think I need one. Maybe I yeah, actually, one. I just like, saw an article where a lot of liberals yeah. are buying guns and finding out they really don't like the restrictions on the guns no. that they're buying. Yeah. So my, one of my, one of my good friends and a guy I've worked with that, you know, it's, I love the guy and we get along great, but I don't think there's anything we agree on politically ever. Uh, and guns are a huge, huge, you know, Issue. villain for him. Yeah. Was sitting in his front yard for two nights in a row all night with his babies in the house, with rioters just working the street, wow. and he was and he was trying to figure out, like, how do I do this? Like, yeah. what what is even my chance? Like, how do I how do I defend? How do I go into defensive mode? Like, yeah. am I gonna do I use like a cutting board or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think yeah. he's limited to like a baseball bat. But what's right. a baseball bat going to do? in you know, right. one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, another one was telling me I hate guns, but they clearly work because places where people are armed have seen no violence. Right. And it's it's one of those things that I, I honestly, I'm terrified of the rednecks who are strapped. Yeah. You know, it's like up in Coeur d'Alene when all the rednecks yep. grabbed their ARs and went down yep. to Main Street. Yep. That terrifies me because I don't trust those guys not to let one rip when they shouldn't. Right. You know, it's like, and then if they do... Everything we got another problem. Everything yep. spirals, and yep. then we have, then we're in a shooting war. You yep. know, uh-huh. but the I mean that's so that's that is not like reassuring to think no. like oh all the hillbillies came out of the hills with their ARs to protect downtown Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. But it worked. It worked. It worked, and thank God nobody shot anybody. Well, yeah. until and this is what I was thinking about until they come back now with guns. Yeah. Now we have a different problem. Yep. You but know? then, but the other thing is like honestly, don't start a shooting war with the rednecks. No, you don't I mean, want to win. Yeah. Just don't. But the, the North the, figured that out. Because they got more right. ammo. <laughs> the North figured <laughs> that out. But that would be, it would be the worst. It would be the worst for everybody. Yeah, and it, it would. would just, yeah. and, I, and I honestly think, I genuinely believe the next six months are going to be crazier than the last six months. Right. And I don't know how. Yeah. But I mean, back when yeah. we were talking about Riot the Dance, like right at the beginning of all yep. this, yep. I was telling you, I think it's going to be crazy. We're not yep. just looking at a Democratic primary that's going to go to Normalville with a presidential election. But I could not have even begun to say global pandemic, right. yeah. followed by massive govern- government overreach yep. at every level, yeah. followed by race riots through Pride Month. Right. Like the left is going to curb stomp Pride Month. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. And, I, and that's like the one silver lining here is that is that the gay rights movement has worked so hard to equate itself with the civil rights movement for yeah. so long. Oh yes, yeah, it's the beginning. No moss, my friends. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, we're busy. And and as 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 a you know conservative Christian, I hate the militarization of the police force. Right. I don't like that at all. Yeah. It, you know, rubs my fur completely the wrong way. I hate that Ty goes to a cop. Yeah, right. You know, I yep. I don't I I honestly and, it's, and I have cops in my family and it's a it's a terrible terrible job. Yeah. And it's super necessary yeah. and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I hate the fact that I can't kill a cop for the same reason he could kill me. Yeah. Right. Like if yeah. I said, "Oh, I was fearing for my life." Mm-hmm. That yep. doesn't work. Like that does not work. Yeah. I will I will already have been dropped. Right. I will not it will we, not if I intervened like if I was there and saw George Floyd getting strangled. Right. Good luck. I right. hope I would have the nerve and I used to say this about Eric Garner. If I saw Eric Garner getting strangled on a sidewalk over a cigarette, right. I hope I would have the Idahoan nerve to kick that cop in the head yeah. and yep. pull on him. Yeah. yeah. 
And if I did, I know those other guys would drop you. Would yep. drop me in a yeah. heartbeat. Right. Yep. And afterwards, if I said, "Oh, they were killing him," right. if I happened yep. to survive the exchange, which I would not nope. survive that exchange, nope. they would say, "No, we weren't." Right. And you can't prove it. We, you can't we, prove yeah, we, were, he, we were just following protocol. Right. right. You can't prove yeah. that you. You can't prove that he wouldn't have died. That he would have died yeah. if yeah. you hadn't done this. Yeah, because he didn't. We you, talked. You saved him. Yeah. We had the same conversation about about the George Floyd thing because it's like, how do you know? Yeah. You're watching him. You're like, that looks bad. Yep. And do I go tackle the guy? Like, what, at what point yeah. do you go no, tackle? No, you absolutely, you absolutely do. And I mean, like, that's, you have to be willing to do that. When yeah. you see somebody getting murdered, whether they're getting murdered by a guy in blue or by anybody else, you have right. to be willing to sacrifice your life yeah. for them, even if they're a total stranger. Right. And that is the gospel. Right, right. And so if you're willing to do that, I've talked to lawyers about it. I've said, so if I, if I encounter this, if I have a cop going off on me, yeah. what's the best approach? And they say, go fetal, <laughs> hope you survive. Yeah. And, and sue them afterwards, and you'll get a huge paycheck. Yeah, I'm like all, that is not right, the world I want to live. No, in. I don't. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I, I saw that. I saw uh, that same thing. I was like, you know, because I know the fallout of what's going to happen. The only thing that I felt my options were in that particular situation was to try and play as if I'm on the police's side and say, "Hey, let's relieve the pressure off the neck." Hey, mm-hmm. man, I've been training this. Let me come to you, and I can, yep. that way you don't have to hold so tight. You know, but yep. there is no way in that scenario that I can think of I would have walked out of there alive. No, and I watched the guy who was. They're telling the whole time, hey, man, you got pressure. He's, he's out, man. Check his pulse. Check his yep. pulse. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I know what he wants to do. I yep. know what he wants yep. to engage. Yeah. And, but he knows man. as well he can't he know, do it. He knows he can't. He can't, he can't yeah. do it. Yeah. But you know what, though? In the same way that I want to defend a guy that has a knee on his neck, I also want to defend the business owner who has his whole life in the company. Yep. You know, And so I want to have yeah. – but you, it's the same thing. You got 300 people who have no code. Who are going to disperse as soon as you're done? Yep. You know. Yep. You know. Well, let me, let me just say, even worse than that, part of the whole violence here, and my secular liberal friends even see this right now. That's one of the things that astounds me. Is and I have a small sample size, but the government was the one with their knee on the throat of these small businesses yep. for the yep. last couple months. The whole yep. country. Yep. yep. They had to say, they said, you know what? Like, we don't need you. You're not essential. Right. Yep. And they won't let up and yep. you have guys you have business 43 owners. million filed for unemployment yeah i think over two million jobs were lost in new york yeah oh, wow. like yeah. you want to know where these rioters come from yeah like you yeah. can't tell them to get back to work right yeah. there's no back to work you took that away from them you right. want to talk about hopelessness right. you want yep. to talk about trying to you feed your family to yeah like yeah. honestly would i take a pair of nikes out of a nike store if my kids weren't eating mm-hmm. yeah Right. You know, it's like right. the temptation would be pretty massive right. if you can't get back to your you're hourly not, You're job. not essential. Yeah. Your business is Your babies down. aren't essential. That's, yeah. that's, right. that's like, what, but that's what drives me crazy right now. That, like, this is an interesting place because you got left, you got right, and somehow you got to walk down this middle. Because the same people who are, who are saying, let's bring in the National Guard to restore order were the same ones who were just being held down by that yep. same sort of oppression right. yep. that they don't yep. like right now is happening. But they, but <laughs> but they see, want the National Guard to come in? But there are people who... They want mama and they want the, the God is the state. And this is the, this is honestly, I think we will not solve race relations in America until two things happen. One is obviously just a lot of Jesus, yep. you know, but part of that, but, but part of that is the cycle of abuse is like, is so clear in various places in rural areas where people are dependent on, Subsidies, farm subsidies, yep. timber subsidies, mm-hmm. leases on federal ground, you yep. know, ranchers who are having to work on state land. Like right. everybody's a tenant, right. you know, and the landlord right. is the government. That happens in rural areas where there's a 
ton of resentment. You get Clive and Bundy stuff. Right. Yep. Like, That's right. Like that came out of federal land, the, right. the grazing yep. rights. Federal, yeah. Yep. So then you go into the inner city and you have the cycle of abuse, the same way with a, with a woman, right. where you get an abusive government. And who do they run to for help? The government. The government. Right. Over and over right. and over again. Right. Yep. And until they realize that that's where the abuse is coming from, right. that it's governmental, yep. right. then right. Like, it's going to just keep, keep on. The cycle's going to keep we, we on. That, we, have that, we have that syndrome. What's that yep. syndrome? Yeah. You, go all, you go keep going back to your abuser? Stockholm. Stockholm syndrome. That's exactly that's what we, we have. America's got Stockholm mm. syndrome. Yeah. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about the MFA program yeah. with Nate Wilson over at NSA. More cross politics coming up next. Be praying for your nation. Amen. I opened up the need as a midwife home birth. When I found out it was twins, I called Samaritan Ministries and I spoke to a gentleman and I told him the situation and he said, your maternal health is completely up to you. And my jaw dropped. It was, it was absolutely incredible. We're making our own choices every day in our life. Well, we're making our own choices with our health care. And Samaritan participates in that. We've trained Gabe well. He stopped yelling. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought about it. I appreciate it. Hey, welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Conference. Have you downloaded our app yet? Search Fight Laugh Feast on your favorite app store. Get it. Get all our shows. Yeah. It's Mark Dewey. In the bullpen. Oh, uh, yeah. Be praying for him. Be so. praying for Mark Dewey. But, man, his interview. Uh, last one. His last interview and last show was really good. It and, was. and he kind of tied his daughter. His daughter passed away in a car wreck last week. Man, yeah, be praying for and him. And he, he tied it all in. It was really it was really special. And, and he just like just leaned right into the sovereignty of God through the whole process. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Also, want to remind you that we're doing the Bible reading challenge. Same page, summer. Como's part of that. Check it out. Como. <laughs> I don't know if they are, but, uh, but grab, a, grab a Bible, grab a schedule, read with us. We'd love to have you join us. There's uh, Facebook pages for men and women uh check it out join us read the whole new testament this summer as you know we have mr indy wilson with us in the house he is the author of notes from a tilt world and death by living which were the two books that i grabbed this morning on my way in and ashtown barry um, but also um yeah like can people still sign up for your ashtown no, no. it's no. done no. you got to be is, in the club baby yeah. yeah uh author of number of uh children's literature and those who are children at heart, like me. Yeah. And, and Hello Ninja on uh, Netflix. At, and all yeah, at, at Hello Ninja. Uh, we've had Nate on a number of times, and I didn't even get Do your bio whole up. bio. That's Although, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. read your, your fun bio this morning, just for fun, <laughs> about, and, and I totally forgot about the time you dug up a dead cat. Yes. And uh, brought it in, and you told your yes. mom it was a chicken? Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've wanted to be an archaeologist ever since, really. Yeah. It's huh. and I remember the moment vividly. I think I was maybe three or four. You oh, okay. dug up a dead cat. I was digging in the sandbox and I found a claw. Yeah, and I was like, "What is score?" This? <laughs> and so I got like, you know down deeper and yeah. went real deep and found this very flat, very leathery yeah. animal. Yeah, and I immediately recognized it as a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> naturally picked it up. Yeah, ran it to the kitchen door. Showed your mom. Huh. Let. Let mom know. It's one of my few memories from this tiny little duplex we lived in when I was a toddler. Yeah. It's like I was on the back the back porch being like, Mom, Look, I mom. found a chicken. And, and what did mama do? 
Uh, she freaked out. Okay. <laughs> okay. But later, I also write the, the only other memory right there at that back door is I saw a hornet coming out a little hole in the wall. And I was like, what is in there? And just stuck my eyeball up against it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that one I remember for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Did you get stung? Oh, yeah. Oh. But it's. In uh, the eye? No, they chased me out. And they, oh, okay. they, they got good. me. But my I remember little, my mom little, scrubbing little, me after the cat incident. Little, oh, yeah. Hundred, hundred, cupboards, right little, hundred cupboards action there, maybe? <laughs> yeah, like little, what, little what, bit. What's behind the plaster on yeah. your wall? Another series by Andy yeah. Wilson. Hornets, and, it turns out. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like aliens. Kind of yeah. like people from another world. Uh, you are the director. We, we mentioned this is the first segment of uh, the um, Camper Down Riders Kiln MFA yeah. program at NSA. Um, what's, what's the deal? So... I really think the world needs a lot more good stories, mm. like mm. a lot more. Yeah. And as I've, over my career, the last 10 years of just like building up my own catalog, my own backlist and laying down novels, I've met a lot of aspiring writers or professional writers who can't quite get to success. People who are writing a lot in a lot of different capacities. They've gotten a little, they've gotten a little bit of success, but they, they don't know how to do this yeah. like as a living. Yeah. How you turn that or corner. Or as a, as a serious, in a serious way. Uh, and I think they're really needed. They are very, very needed. And we need a ton of good stories. Like the world needs right now, you look at it, it's like what do all these kids need right now more than anything? Spell that out, especially in our moment right now. We just talked about the riots. We just talked about you know, so, all, all yeah. the insanity of go- what's going on in our world right now. Why, why do we need writers right now? Yeah, so I, I always say that stories are soul food. Right. And I don't mean that in some kind of figurative way. I mean quite literally. No, literally. Stories are soul food. What the stories you tell your children, the stories they read, the stories they get gripped by, the story grip that they get immersed in and carried along by, shape, absolutely shape their loves, their loyalties, their desires around around what kind of character they want to be. Yep. All those things get like just molded and built in by stories. So when you go into areas of of Christendom that don't tell stories, you see retention of children at like abysmal levels. When they, they, believing children when they grow yeah, up. Retention, and they, the retention, places yeah. where they do know how to tell God's stories. You know, they do know how to tell the stories of God's faithfulness. They do know how to tell the stories of God's heroes. And they do know how to tell the stories of real heroes yeah. and real faithfulness and real courage in the face of danger. Uh, you, get they, the, you get the kind of kids that dig up you, cats out yeah, of the sandbox. Get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I think they're chickens. You get, you, yeah, you get you get kids that are that can see the that can see the story they're in. Yeah. yeah. So when they're when they're adults, when they start making their own choices, they can read the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, like how do a bunch of how do a bunch of kids think it's okay to smash and burn other people's stuff? Yeah, because they have read the wrong stories. What they, stories wow. are they reading? That's so. Think about think about the story as like worldview, massive, big picture story. The narrative of Darwinism is is been around for a long time, and it's so toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have this also the other story is this like progressive utopia that always comes through fire and destruction. Mm. So, which is actually connected to the Darwin story because Darwin's yeah, saying exactly. you get good things randomly. Yep. By, so by, you have to destroy. Yeah, and then like, you get, get something good. You don't ever. They don't think in terms of. They really talk about reform, but they don't think in terms of reform. You have to think in terms of meltdown, right? mm. meltdown and mutation, like mm-hmm. melt, meltdown and rebuild. And, and this so, is the connection. The difference we talked to George Grant this week about the difference between reformation and revolution. Yeah. And so Darwinism and that whole narrative yep. is based on revolution, burn it down, nuke it, and then yeah. something beautiful is going to come out. So, for example, what we, were, what we were talking about, you know, if you're standing there on the sidewalk when Eric Garner is getting strangled, yeah, and you're a believer, and you have every every minute of your life up to that moment has you've been fed 
with the right stories. Yeah. You, you do not look you do not look at that situation and think my ultimate good in this moment is my survival. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Like yeah. no no right. Christian ever approaches any scene with the highest good is surviving. Mm. Survival is not the That's highest good. good. That's good, yeah. man. It isn't. And Darwinism fundamentally is about survival. S- survival. Of the it's all yeah. about survival. Yeah. And it's totally, of course, the cultural narrative right now is totally hypocritical and wound up and contradictory because um, nobody's nobody's talking about survival of the fittest. They don't think that. They know that gets us racism. That's how we got racism. Yeah. Right. In massive, you know, massive ways. That and Christian hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like those two things got us that. And then, so as far as stories go, and telling my kids stories and the stories I want them reading and the food I want them fueled with. There's just not enough. Anybody who, right. anybody who has a voracious reader in their house knows there's not enough. Mm-hmm. There are not enough great books in the world for a 14-year-old who's flying through them. That's yeah, right. right. No, that, that, you know, the same thing. And if, you, and if you think like, you know what? The Hunger Games is just entertainment. Yeah. yeah. It's just entertainment. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. You know, it isn't. And it preaches a certain kind of revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. it pushes that certain kind of revolution. And then you have all the, all the snowflake literature. Of right. you are super unique and special, right? And what does that mean? It means the world needs to accommodate itself to you, right? It's it's not about your your given power to lay it down. It's not like it's not you're not Samson, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, yeah, Samson was pretty unique and special, <laughs> and what was his call? Yeah, uh, Jesus was pretty unique and special. Yeah. yeah, Moses was pretty unique and special. That was hellacious. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's not fun being God's prophets. It's not fun. Any of those characters never had a fun time. <laughs> yeah. Like so, that's so how does, not what it's about. How does this particular program shape, right. shape writers? So thanks for getting me back on track. The re- so basically that was the thought process. I need a lot more good stories in the world, which means I need to multiply myself. I, I can't, I'm not going to just think I can do this or just pursue my own career. I want to try to help other aspiring Christian writers to do this in a professional way. So right. I talked to NSA, said, hey, can we, can we launch an MFA program that is not designed as a teacher mill? Obviously, we love teachers. Teachers are important. It's a different calling. Yeah, but we're not looking to give MFAs to people so they can go teaching English. Right. I'm, I'm trying to find candidates who can write, like they want to write, and they're close, and we can help them in a program get all the way there. How do you, so how do, you do that? You're very involved in that selection yeah. process, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah. We're, right now we're limited to only four or five spots a year, okay. and mm. so we can be heavily hands-on. Every candidate finishes with a completed manuscript. Like we're wow. like we're hands on with from right. the worldview ground up stuff with my dad, like mm-hmm. seeing the world, seeing the big picture. Right. Uh, and actually like grinding from the foundations all the way to like market awareness and knowing how to knowing how to function in the industry. So really, really practical insider stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, along with a lot of editing and direction and, you know, craft. Why, instruction as well. So with what you see right now in the industry, why don't you think Christian writers make Because there's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But why don't you think they make it? Well, the, I mean, there's so many writers. So, so, so many writers. And I didn't, I did not realize how crowded it was. Yeah. And I didn't realize how hard it was. I thought, like a lot of people, I thought that just getting published was the goal. And then you realize that getting published is actually just getting into the game. Now, yeah. you, now you got to actually play. Right? Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. actually be able to perform and reach people and affect people once they've once they've read your book. So there's a weird segregation in our culture of art, and so we obviously have secular art, and then we have Christian, Christian art, Christian art yeah. owned by the secular Death Stars. <laughs> yeah. So all that Amish romance, which is just 
pandering to pre-existing weaknesses in the readers. Uh-huh. Mm. All that stuff yeah. is owned by major secular conglomerates. Right. right. So Zondervan, Thomas Nelson. They're all owned by. They're all owned. They're all owned. And so, you know, I want to, I want to help people succeed broadly. You know, I want, I want to help them learn how to write a story that will grab people who disagree with them fundamentally uh-huh. in every mm. major worldview way. And, and they can't and they resist can't that grab. Resist. Yeah, yeah. So when you, when you describe something and you describe it effectively and you describe a scene, you describe a character, whatever it is, they can't, they can't not feel it. They can't. And everything, yeah, and everything they see in the yeah. world, they see it through that lens. Yeah, and it's really strange the way God made the world is uh, bizarrely our imaginations have more direct access to our memories than our own lives. Yeah. Mm. So if you think about your, you know, birthday, two birthdays ago, and you, and you try to describe it right. to me, or six birthdays ago, big day. Yeah. You're like, what was that? Yeah, right, right. What happened? <laughs> yeah. Or you try to describe for me the scene of Gandalf facing off the Lord of the Nazgul in the gates of Minas Tirith. Oh, yeah. yeah. The ride of the Rohirrim. Yeah. Like, there's particular scenes in Narnia and other stories where it's like, no, you, you're going to remember that forever. Yeah. yeah. And the way, like, it's, it's really weird that God gave us access to people's souls and memories yeah. through imagination. <laughs> and it's direct, unfiltered wow. access, which yeah. makes stories really dangerous uh-huh. and also really, really Potent. Potent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So mm. if you just live your life and you're a good little kid mm-hmm. resisting temptation, none of that is as memorable as reading about Caspian. Right. None of that is as memorable as reading about Gimli. Yeah. Mm. Like that stuff, like yeah. that stuff tattoos your soul. It's funny when you say that, I think about that's probably our infatuation with Reformation because you had guys who were just the people we love in the stories, those heroes. Yeah. But then somehow we we don't actually adapt to bringing that into our actual lives to, to operate that right. way, you know? Right. So what's the disconnect there? So we see reformation. So I, I think I'm thinking about so you think like John Calvin and John. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, and so then we think we're mimicking that when we say things like, Oh, just go preach the gospel or, or, right. you know, but justification, by justification faith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there's, there's something more to that, that is mm-hmm. grabbing us, but we don't know how to mimic that. Right. So you think about the way that we neuter scripture and the story of scripture, uh, and we do it all the time. And, I, and on a regular basis, in every big talk about the importance of story, I ask a bunch of moms, usually, or a bunch of school kids, where's the very first wizard duel in all of literature? And people are guessing like Harry Potter and or <laughs> and the really the yeah. really yeah the really well read ones are guessing Gandalf and and the Lord of the Nazgul <laughs> right right and it's Moses like no the old dude with the magic stick and the giant beard who walked out of the wilderness mm-hmm. into the court of the most powerful emperor in the world yep. and that emperor took one look at him and said bring me my, my magicians yeah right. yeah <laughs> he didn't send the archers right yeah. he's like get me the magic dudes yeah. Yeah. and they had in this world an actual wizard duel right. where he spanked them yeah. <laughs> like, and he spanked them hard. Yeah. And then we think about our little saccharine sentimentalities and what we like post Victorian yeah. good and evil, right. like yeah. white magic, and black magic. Yeah. Moses called down the angel of death <laughs> and he gave, and he gave all his people a blood talisman. Yeah. He gave them blood magic <laughs> yeah. to protect themselves. Yeah. He's like, no, really, I need you to kill a lamb, yeah. and this is what you must do with the blood. You have a right, blood yeah. ritual. Right. And all eat of the our, whole thing when you're done. Put yeah. it over your door. Yeah. Yeah. And in any, any like, kid's book, that would, that would put him way on the side of Voldemort. Yeah. Like Moses 
is like if you describe that character as the new professor at Hogwarts, everybody knows like dude's a death eater. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really, he killed every firstborn indiscriminately. Right. Like, right. No, no, no. He gave them some blood magic to protect themselves first. Oh well, in that case. So <laughs> you look at how God tells the stories, right. and you look. Then you look at like Moses not being allowed into the promised land. Right. You, know, you look yeah. at how he tells these stories yeah. and. He tells them completely differently than we do. Hmm. And we read the story of Moses, and we try to distill justification by faith. Ugh. We look at the story of Moses, and we try to, we try to distill yeah. some kind of like bullet point moral, moral truth. Morality. And yeah. there are a lot, there's a lot there, sure, obviously. Sure. Yeah. But it's actually a real dude in a real story right. that God told. Right. And that stuff happens over and over again. Right. So people think, man, David and Goliath, what's the moral? Don't be afraid. It's like, no, I mean, he looked at Goliath, and first he talked trash to the Israelites. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. talked a bunch of trash to the Israelites, and then he talked trash to Goliath, and everybody thought that was a little off-putting and rude, and <laughs> you know, you're alienating people, where yeah. he's, he's saying, you know, I'm going to feed you to the birds, man. Like, like this is what I'm going to do with your carcass. Yeah. And then he does it. Um, and then we, we have the whole arc of David, and we say, well, then there's Bathsheba, and so we're going to tell this story, and we're going to distill this truth. Yep. It's like, yeah, yep. you should do that. Right. But see how God tells stories to program people. Right. Mm. There's cautionary tales, cautionary tales of failure, pride, yeah. yep. falls. Even Moses gets one. Mm-hmm. And then there's these, you know, stories of just absolute, like, fearlessness, Heroism. completely forgetting yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I try to, all my main characters, I try to run through kind of an Old Testament prophet orientation uh-huh. about how much it's going to suck to be the hero. <laughs> like, just, it's going to be the worst. And when God, when you see God training his people right like through the old testament and the new you see him running them through an orientation of not giving a rip about what people think right seems like when back to this point of just drawing morals out it seems like that leaves people particularly unprotected Mm -hmm. because you can have i mean in our world right now we have all these conservative christians yeah reformed christians whatever it's like and you could go through a checklist of theology with them and we would probably sign off on all the same stuff and then they're like, and all of a sudden, you know, COVID drops and they're like, yeah. Romans 13, don't say anything. Right. Everybody stay home. Don't go to church. Yeah. And, or, you know, the riots break out and they're like, yeah, yeah. Black lives matter. Hashtag, yeah. Yeah. you know, and you know, and I'm Blackout Tuesday, whatever. Blackout, and it's yeah. like, yeah. why it, 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 the two things connected? Like, yes. they, they, like they've got the theology, right. And it's wrong. Like, yep. like it's, it's not actually manifesting or incarnating. Right. Right. So the, the thing is whenever I am making a decision and I think, Oh man, I might pay a price for that. Like I find myself like really, really, really suspicious, and I, it, that almost compels me to do the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like because yeah. I like I know human character. It's like man, if I'm incentivized, if I'm incentivized, you know, commercially with money to do this other thing, I'm so suspicious of that. Right. Like if I'm if I'm incentivized with respect of unbelievers or respect of anybody, mm-hmm. anybody at all. I've I become very very suspicious of my own motives, right. but it's it is absolutely connected because instead of giving people a list of bullet point truths, what you need to do is tell them a story that grabs them about somebody that they want to be like, right. somebody they want to be friends with. Right. Like I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that girl. That's right. the kind of person I want to be. Right. And then you give them a bunch of it. Right. You feed them that stuff. You feed them that stuff from scripture. You feed them that stuff from the imaginations of wiser believers. Mm-hmm. And then when they're living, right. when they're in the moment and they start talking like a Disney princess, 
alarm bells should <laughs> ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, it's right. like they stop should, it. They should have they should have the sensitivities to know this this that sounds wrong. This smells yeah. wrong. Yeah. I am not yeah. being like right. Aragorn right now. I am not right, this is, right, right. I'm not being like Samwise right now. I am yeah. I'm a terrible character. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I'm a terrible character in this particular story that God is writing. Right. Um, I'm that coward. I'm that person who just right. rolled over and gave away the farm. Right. Justification yeah. by faith in Galatians two means that Paul rebuked Peter to his face yep. in front of everybody. Yeah, right. Like yep. that, so that's what that doctrine does. Yeah, in the in the, in history in real right. life, it says, "Hey, you're you're actually your your life is not conforming to this doctrine." And it's actually connected to the point you're making about um, if if you're afraid that um, there's pressure. Um, uh, Pressuring you to do something, right? You know, respect, money, whatever it is. People aren't going to like me. There's going to be a cost to pay. That's actually justification by faith in action, right there. Because mm. yeah. the whole point of being justified by faith alone means God is pleased with you, right? Hell or high water. Yeah, that's yep. right. God, and so the question is, but what does God think? Right. What's faithfulness right now in the whole world? I mean, this. I mean, how does Athanasius stand against the world? Right. right. You know. Athanasius contramundum. Everybody's like, yay, Athanasius. Yay. And it, yeah. Yeah. And we, I'm now, Athanasius. And, and we can't find an Athanasius to save our life. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, right? Because, well, you know, people might not come to church, or people yeah. might not give them the offering, or people might be my, my friend anymore if I don't do the blackout post or whatever. Like, they're right. not, they won't, I need to put it. You know, or at least like it. Kayak, yeah. Kayak.com last night is telling me they're standing with the black community. Good. Wow. You know, I mean, honestly, that's a relief. <laughs> It's about, <laughs> like, it's like, about time. Like it's like, but that's the, that is justification by works. Absolutely. That's, that's what that is in action. It's like you have to fly your flag, yep. virtue signal. What are you doing? You're paying penance. Yep. No, You're you gotta, trying you gotta, to earn your salvation. You got to yep. give a pinch of incense. And like right now, yeah. like, and not to circle too far back, but when you take away everybody's jobs, their summer jobs, all the college kids, summer jobs, all the little white college kids, and you say you have nothing productive to do, right. and if you do this, you'll even feel righteous. Yeah, you can right. you can smash somebody's dry cleaning shop right. and, it's, and, and feel righteous, and it's moral, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's moral you know, it's right. like you you are getting like justification even from this vice. Yes, yeah. uh, and that's that's kind of what we're doing. But I think a, a huge part of what I want to do is I want to help writers, creators, even see the narrative and see the world around them as a constant narrative. Yeah. So I think everybody. Scientists, every every Christian who's in science, every Christian who's in engineering, every Christian in politics, they need to be aware that they're in a story, and yep. they need to be aware that there is an author, which is why we can't predict this stuff. Right. Yeah, that's like, right. Which is why, like, <laughs> right. you know, if this is not this is not some giant Rube Goldberg machine where you're like, oh, if you know the dominoes over there and you can see that yeah. domino over there, right. maybe in retrospect you see how he did it and it seems right. inevitable, but this is nuts. Right. And the reason why it's nuts is because. God's writing it. Yeah. And he gave us his patterns right. in the Proverbs and the Psalms and all of scripture. Yeah. The proud will be laid low. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to smash the empires. Yeah. Like we should not be astounded to see America on its knees. Just to go. Yeah. Right. Every, everything yeah. is deus ex machina. Always. <laughs> Unless America got, is your God. I got God. one question here real quick before. I, no, before you go. don't. No, yeah, you're yeah, going to have to yeah. save it for the third segment. Uh, right, okay. Where can people go and sign up at? CamperdownMFA.com is where they, should, they should check it, Find check it out. Find out all the information. Or NSA.edu yeah. will get you there. Yeah, also. but CamperdownMFA.com yeah. is fastest. We need some more of these stories out there like mm. this. All right. Yeah. More Cross Politic coming up next. And then Gabe gets to answer, so ask his question. Take your question, Gabe. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. 
They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit classicalconversations.com for more information. Did you write down your question, Gabe? Raise your hand. I, I, I can. Anytime you guys call on me, I'm ready to go. Raise your hand if you have any questions in the room. You can only ask if you sign up for the MFA. That's, that's where my question was. Apply, man. Going that way. Gabe's like, I think I'm going to be a writer now. No, no, that was not my question. We all in trouble. I know I'm not a writer. We just all be, in trouble. Just be a reader, man. I can barely Twitter. <laughs> that's true. Uh, also, Outlaws of Time. Yeah. Before we yes. before we get to the rest, uh, this is another s- series. Hundred covers we already mentioned. Ashtown burials we mentioned. Outlaws of time. Outlaws of time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my daughter, one of my daughters, has been the most. She, she she's just uh, taken a little bit more to encourage in the reading department. She just found Outlaws of Time, and she's on her second time through. Nice. Just just like Ooh. that. So I just you know. Thank you, awesome. man. She's loving Absolutely. it. Absolutely. She's loving it. And uh, did we mention Ashtown burials? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to also mention. Outlaws of Time. Yeah. Yes. Also Boys of Blur. Yeah. That's another good one. Um, little little Beowulf <laughs> riff there mm-hmm. going on. And Lee Pike Ridge. Yep. That was your OG. That was your first one. Yeah. Lee Pike yeah. was the first one. Um, yeah. And uh, and now I live on Lee Pike Court right now. Ooh, yeah. Which is that? really fun. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? How we. Actually, and don't forget notes from a tilt world and death by living yeah, that, I, that those two books man it took my theology that i've been developing it made it touch earth yeah awesome yeah. both of those books are fabulous for that because i think we when have did you a, pick those up seven years ago yeah really? I mean, that's, the, that's the whole goal there both of, both of those books are about everything i've been saying right. about yeah taking what you what you say you believe yeah Push and it. i don't deny that you believe it because just in terms of what we think believing means yeah, yeah. and like Make it, make yourself believe it and act on it. Orthopraxy in the moment, yes. Like in in the narrative scenes that God gives you, and yeah. knowing that when God puts you in situations, you're being asked to like write dialogue right, right yeah. now, real time. And He's right. like, "This is improv. You got one second per second, like I th- I think which one, be like to come up with lines yeah, yeah, and yeah, execute. Yeah. Which means you need that catechism. You need that kind That's of narrative right. catechism right. to really train you so that in your own moments, right." When yeah, you were, you know when, you were when you were talking about the Eric Garner thing earlier, and just thinking about like what do I do in that moment, and am I going to would I be faithful in that moment, right. or not? I, I know I think I've picked this up a number of places in some of your stories and in some some of these books as well. But just thinking about what you're made for, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's that, right. that theme, and like knowing that you know it would be totally glorious if what you were made for was to tackle the cop, yeah, and go that was your only and, and yeah. go down. Yeah, yep. you know, and, and like that was what you were made for, and yeah. you, and and God is like, here, I'm, you know, I'm like, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant. <laughs> I, I made I made this little man, and he's gonna grow up. He ate a lot of peanut butter jelly sandwiches, and he went to Sunday yep. school, and he ate red stories, and then he saw in the moment what he was and for. He's gonna save a life, and, and he saved a life, yep. and that's what he was for, and that's glorious. Yep, wow. it's glorious to do what you're made for. Yeah, and, that, but it just bothers me because I feel like my theology has taught me to be safe. Yeah. And that yeah. is just yeah. what makes me so angry because it's not right. yeah. death by living did this to me like death by living. I think there's an evangelical ideology out there that has you in this place where I go off and I try and preserve my life. Yeah. Right. I try and do all the right things and, right. and, and, and live a suburban life where everything yep. is easy. And that's which achievable is, in Americanism, right? Like that's what yeah, we yeah. want, which is the opposite it's of the American sovereignty dream. of God, which that's is the opposite right. of justification yep. by right. faith, which is opposite of all these, the Jesus is Lord. Yep. I mean, huh, 
It's it's ins- it, it, it's it's it, kind of in, it's kind of infuriating. It, it, it? it is because once you figure it out, <laughs> by the time you figure it out, and this is why it's important. Um, this is why I'm here in Moscow is because by the time I figured it out, I I felt a little bit too old. It's yeah, like man, sure, right. there are some opportunities that I can see now. Like man, if I had known the story and who I was supposed to be in the story in that moment, yeah, you know. Yep. And, and so and so, I'm grateful because God takes us right from where we're at, mm-hmm. and 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 so you got to you don't have any excuses. No, God every, has you every here. no every character has a journey. You can't, yeah, you can't start. And so when he when he takes his his characters, mm-hmm. he doesn't start any of us like at the destination. Yeah, right. right. I mean that's the whole point. It's, right. a, it's one of the signs that it is narrative. Like you're you're gonna fail. Mm-hmm. You're gonna yeah. learn, yeah. Like you're gonna learn from mistakes. You're gonna learn to choose better. But yeah. the, the other thing is, as dads, we've been we've been taught in the reformed world, and it's good that that we need to protect our families. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need to provide for our families. Mm-hmm. But what our children need is fearless fathers. That's right. And so you know, it's like I would much rather like have my kids lose their dad right in mm-hmm. a moment like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than have. <sighs> Than have them have a fearful and afraid father. Right. That's doing two that's different. Right. That's, that's, that's old age, right, man. You know, you know, it's like, yeah, I'll be around. Right. I survived. Right. So, like, I'm quite virtuous according to Darwin. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's right. like I've got Darwinian virtue. Right. right. But in, in that scenario, like, which is, which is the better thing? Which is the better gift for? Well, them? one is living, one isn't, and that's right. why death by yeah. living. You're living in the process of going right. to save that other man's life, right. you know? and it's right. death by yep. actually living. Right. You know, I tell I was talking to my wife, and the more. <laughs> I, the more God that brings wisdom to me, I say the two most important verses right now for me in the Bible, you know, everybody has their favorite Bible verses. Sure. One is the talking donkey. Cause I feel oh, like yeah. if God can use a donkey, hallelujah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'll be that ass. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's so encouraging for me. The second one is that. The and I one think f- an unbelieving donkey. Too. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. If God can do that, kind of, man. Kind of a belligerent you know, donkey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I'm grateful. But the other one is the stuttering Moses is this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in his old age, if God is going to go ahead, he's like, okay, Lord, like, okay, you, you could do miracles, you know? So I'm yeah. grateful for those two things. But I mean, I've been appreciative of this work. I want to talk to you a little bit about um, right now as you you see story you see narrative you yeah. know kind of how to view this and it's been interesting to watch um, how you interpret things if you see 2020 now yeah. with a little more context yep. how, how do you see I mean we can't predict what's next no it's that, probably going right. to be crazy but the, tell yeah. us, give us like a narrative of what the story that we're actually in right now because I don't think I don't think we know what story we're in so right now we're eating a bunch of cooking you know, and I, I, we're eating a lot of cooking, and it's been cooking that we've been stockpiling for a while. Mm. And there's so many different areas, whether it's trusting the government for education. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's like mm-hmm. tr- trusting the government for everything, honestly, is like right. one, is one of the big things. And it turns right. out that as, um, as Dad used about uh, some other things, the government is a bitch goddess. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know, right. it's like, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, no. Like, right. she's, no, the she's government, our abuser. Yeah. Gov- the government is like, when we say racist America, it's like, okay, it was the government that segregated pools. It was the right. government that right. yeah. pushed segregation. It was right. the government that protected slavery. It was the government that ended slavery the way it did and congratulated itself right. yeah. On, yeah. on burning Atlanta right. and right. creating all these hostilities. Right. And then the government put in all those Jim Crow laws. Right. right. The, the government right. is the one that had created Social Security and kind of cut black people out of it. Yep. You know, it's like the, gover- the government has done this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but cr- it's like... I think the story that we're in is the story of white secularism. Mm. You know, it's like this isn't the end. This isn't the end of Christendom in the West. That ended a long time ago. Mm. Um, you know, Christendom like, in the West ended yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, we sold that for a mess of pottage way back. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when, you know, when, you, when you marked that line, yeah. So basically, 
uh, when you when you look at think with it, this is backing way up. Okay, but yeah, if, you yeah. say, if you say like, man, I, I didn't get a marriage license, for example, I refused to get a marriage license. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Because I said, man, I don't need to ask your permission for this. You right. have nothing to do with this. And I had that kind of attitude, and so I had to go in front of a judge in California and say, I got married. You can acknowledge it. Yeah. yeah. And and they had to like legally document the fact that it had happened. I wanted them to acknowledge it, but I was not going to ask them for permission. Ask them for permission because yeah. this is not your deal. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was glad that my wife was was down for that because it was an extra <laughs> hassle. So technically, according to California, we had like a different anniversary than. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the anniversary. Right. but they didn't create it. They acknowledged yeah. it. Right. But you look at the government was the one who refused to give marriage licenses to interracial couples. The government is the one that did all this stuff. Yeah. And then the government's capitulated on gay marriage and government is doing all this kind of stuff. But rightly understood. That should never have been in their sphere. Right. That's right. That's right. So if if marriage had been in the sphere of the church first, would we have sold out sooner or later? Like It's wild, but. The government held on longer yeah. than the church than did. The, than the church oh. did. Yeah. The church was gone. Yeah. Like they took homo marriage a long yeah, time decades ago. Decades prior. Yeah. Right. The church and the you know, the church stopped caring about scripture right. way before. I mean, like, we look at the total agitprop stuff when people are holding Bibles up, Trump's holding his Bible and Pelosi's right. holding her Bible and everybody's pretending, right. like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the reason why that's such an empty prop is because it's been an empty prop in the church for right. ever. Right. Way yeah. before it was an empty prop. Right. right, you know, in the state sphere. That's right. right. So, like the tail, like the tail's wagging the dog right now. Right, right. Yeah, we, Christians look at the state and they think that's the measure of how things are going. Yeah. The church has been yeah, we were a hot mess a for a long time. Yeah. Um, but God's not scared of hot messes. That's like it's one of the reasons why you're not scared in a crazy story. It's like, well, this is latent act two. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> like, right. This is yeah. this is where I send things to hell as an author myself. I make it. Yeah. Awful. You know, you make it crazy. Yep. But the other thing is we have to remember that God has a really, really long attention span. Right? Yes. You know, like what we don't, <laughs> what, yeah, what, what infinite means is, and we have to remember who he's telling the story for. Yeah. Uh, and it's not for us. Yeah. Like yeah. there are stories for us, yeah. but ultimately this is, this is the story that's going to glorify him, which means idols go down. Right. They go down. All of them go down. Yeah, right. idols on the right go down, and the ones that go down first are the ones that his people embraces. That's yeah. always true. Like always, his, his people are going to catch it first. So America was given massive wealth, massive Christian legacy. Yep, we've been hypocrites in racially and otherwise for a long time. Yep, yep. Uh, not caring what Scripture says for a long time, yep. um, and then we adopted an entirely new religion in, mm. Dar- in Darwinism. Right. Yep. And which came with secular progressivism, Marxism, and, yeah. you know, this different, different eschatology even about what our destination was. Right. And we have to know that God will burn that down. Yeah. It's going to go down. It's just a question of when. Yeah. Right. So the question 2020? right now, 2020 is burning some of it down. But the question yeah. is like, is he rototilling to replant? Right. Or is he about to salt the earth? Right. <laughs> like, right. I mean, yeah. he has no problem with that. He's done both. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, yeah. and I think he's rototilling to replant. Okay. Yeah. But I think there's going to be further judgment. I think it's going to get crazy. I think people are going to shoot each other after the election. Uh-huh. I think the violence we're seeing right now is a tease right. Right. For, yeah. for what's coming. Yeah. And I don't, I don't honestly think God's going to end 2020 by giving us a, a just giant piece of clarity. Yeah. You know, because you look at how we started, which is like, is this virus scary or is it not? Uh-huh. And you watch us like tear our, like just tear ourselves apart. Right? Yeah. Over this thing, 
It's the like government kneeling on their throats. Yep, yep. Tear yep. this apart. People committing suicide. ODs. Alcoholism. Yeah. All up. Through the roof. Yep, right. Like just this judgment. And mm-hmm. it's this judgment of chaos, of confusion, of us fighting with each other. And on the other side of that, after all the kneeling on our throat, there's this police abuse in Minneapolis. It's horrible. It's a spark. But we have millions of people sitting around with nothing to do. Right. With no productive thing. Who just bought a lot of ammo. Right. <laughs> with nothing to do. Yeah. And, and we gave them, like, we're all in the barn playing with matches. And we've been in the barn playing with matches for a long time. And we shouldn't right. be shocked that the hayloft is now an inferno. So uh, help, help right now in the situation with the narrative that we have. I see a lot of Christian people out there who, it drives me nuts watching some, some people talk about what's happening in Minneapolis. Uh, who uh, Pastors who will not condemn the riots in any way. Right. Right. But what is what is the response right now that we need to with the story that we have that churches need to be engaging in? Yeah. So, I think like seeing our moment and seeing ourselves as characters in the moment and you know in our own stories and in the scenes God gives us whether you're a church in Minneapolis or guys with a podcast, you know, with a show. Yeah. It's like what do we say and where do we say it and when do we say it and do we worry about sensitivity? Yeah. Like, do we, do we, does the world need more sensitivity right now? Like, no, that's how we got here. I even hate that word. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, so <laughs> just hearing that. <laughs> I honestly, I think the, you know, and we care, we care about the militarization of police. We care about the abuse, the killing, sure, you know, sure, the, sure, the killing of, of a guy. And I don't care if he's guilty or what you don't like, you don't right. execute him on the street. It's not right. the, yeah, it's a right. different yeah. conversation we're having yeah, here. Sure. So it's like, we care about that, but that doesn't mean anything. So, in this noise, as I've been looking at anybody trying to say anything that gets heard by the mob, I really think the only thing you can really say is all black lives matter. Like, no, all of them. Mm-hmm. All of them do, including yeah. the ones you guys are killing, right. including right. all the babies. Yeah. Right. All of them do. And that forces them to take the position of no sum. Right. <laughs> it's right. like, <laughs> right. if you say all lives matter, you say there's a you're changing the subject. Right. Yep. Infiltrate right. the <laughs> movement. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. Make a whole I, new one. I would say push your chips in. Like push your chips in right now and be like, you know what? Even more than that, yeah. every single Black Lives Matters. Yeah. Right. Yep. All Black Lives Matter. And make them have to fight me. Yeah. Like right. come at me. Try to try to convince me I'm wrong. Right. All of them. Right. Mm. Every one of them's made in the image of God. Every last one of them. Why do you think they're holy? Right. Like this is this is that moment where a lot of people have no reason because of the Darwinism. Right. They have the guilt because God made the world. And so they have a lot of guilt and they have a lot of guilt in their hearts right. and they feel that guilt and they need, they need to like, they need to pay penitence. They, they, they right. feel like they got to, which is what they're know, doing. See, this yeah. is what yeah. they're trying to do. This yeah. is really good because yeah. I think a lot of people are trying to lean in with the, with the alternative uh-huh. and yeah. st- like, all lives all matter. Lives matter. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, 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 I'm going to take the whole kid and caboodle. Yeah. No, give me all of them. <laughs> give yeah. me all of them. I'll take yeah. all the black yeah. lives. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Cause it really bothers. I, I think that what I, I see people trying to do is have a, a, a separate kind of run here instead of yeah. saying, no, I'm going to drive right into this mess right. and take everything that's there. I'm going to yeah. take the whole yeah. table. David Dorn's life matters. Yeah. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the guy got run over in Buffalo. The guy got yeah. shot in Oakland or yeah. stabbed. The guy's or, business that was burned down, his whole life savings is, yep. you know, in this in this sports bar or whatever yeah. it is. These their lives matter. And more than that, all the all the black guys whose livelihoods you took away yeah. yes. in the last two months got fired. mattered. Yeah. The guy the black guys who killed themselves in mattered. despair and so he, he, over the loss yeah. of that of those that right. jobs and the opportunity to be productive. And there's a lot of them. The ODs. Yeah. The, like yeah. Every, everything yeah. the government just did yeah. to mm-hmm. black lives. All of it matters. Right. So, Not so, just this. So when they get ready to swallow that reductio, because they will. Yeah. They will. Then what? So they won't. 
Because, you don't think they will? No, because not without becoming pro-life. <laughs> so, if, like, so if they swallow the, it, then they become pro-life. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you say all black lives matter yeah. from like from conception to arrest. Yeah, like <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> I don't care. Like I don't care how bad that dude is. You don't kill him on the street. Right. Like he right. has a right, right to a fair trial. Right. See, I, you handle I, him with dignity and respect because he's made in the image of God, not right. because there's a new like pact signed in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like he has God's image on him. Yeah, right? yeah. Like you don't. And you preach that, and ba- yeah, from and conception on. You, yeah, you, you bring covenant lawsuit against them on that. It's, it's, I want every single black baby in this country. Yeah, you want to know why the black population hasn't grown? They've been killing off. Millions. Like because the thing is, like when I look at this, is kind of circles back, and this is where I get a little conspiratorial. But when I look at the history of the U.S. recently, I see a massive struggle for white supremacy, and it's like the thing that the I, the, the one race i can't handle is secular white people like, racist uh-huh. as a, as a as a group like really yeah. like yeah. i yeah. mean marxist progressive yeah yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. like right that I struggle with. I struggle to be spiritual about that. They are, <laughs> they are my Nineveh. But, <laughs> All right, Jonah. But uh, the, I see two groups that agree on white supremacy. Mm. Like they agree right. completely. Right. The secular left and the secular right. Uh-huh. Mm. And I see this rope that's been used in between them and this tug of war and this chess game they've been playing for supremacy. And they t- absolutely take it for granted. Nobody on the left actually thinks they're going to put BLM in charge and walk away. That's right. right. Nobody for a second is planning on putting them in charge. Yeah. Like that racism is real, you know, but it's just selfishness. It's not, it's not because they're dark. It's because they're not me and I want to be in charge and I want power. So you watch this power struggle between people on the right who are secular atheists, but they know math and people on the left who are secular atheists and don't know math. And like, that's the big divide. Uh, between the the secular empire wow. and yeah. every minority is just another piece what? on their chessboard. This, <laughs> that's how I feel. And if there's a proxy war being fought oh, yeah. between that. It's both. Yeah. That's right. yeah. Why is that's it exactly white? Right. Why is it white? Well, that's even. I mean, that's such a fraud too. You know, it's like if you what a broad category, right? right. <laughs> like right, white. So we're including. If and, but honestly, if you said everybody with like pale skin. Like of all ethnicities and all histories, I will say that the track record of pale is pretty intense <laughs> and includes people like the Vikings right. yeah. and right. Napoleon right. and Alexander the Great because he's yeah. Greek, right? Where you don't count them as POCs. Yeah. Right, uh, right, right. Like, do we count the Ottomans? Like <laughs> the Ottomans? Like how, how many? And we just and yeah. it's weird that we have the, the largest majority in the world of, over in China. We count them still as a minority but they've they've done some pretty epic things too. But white <laughs> white people, yeah. if you just say white people and you use the the general category right now, it's like oh man, like yeah they've they've uh, they've really burned themselves a path through history. Which means if you're a Darwinist, don't mess with them. Like <laughs> right. if you if you're legitimately a Darwinist, what happens right. when you start a race war with white people? Right. <laughs> Like you, you just, histori- just yeah. historically speaking, yeah. don't they're the worst. Don't do that. But you have to count Ivan the Terrible, and you have to count the British Empire, and you have to count Napoleon and Alexander the Great, and this bizarre spectrum of different ethnicities that we've all just lumped right. under, right, under right, one right. banner of you sunburn. Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's weird to but, me. But secular white in right. modern America, right and left, is a particular kind of yes beast. Yep. And what do you mean by that? Like, what is the common so I think the, the thing there is it comes out of the academy. You know, it's, it's had a lot of time to sit around and think thinks about, like, how they want to reshape the world in their own image. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's just, they've, they have the luxury, you know, they've, they've had the wealth, they've controlled the resources, they've gone to the Ivy League schools, and they can sit in there and postulate but about you, the downtrodden and how they need to reshape the world. And then for some reason, but, but they're say, in charge. But you say, yeah, they, but they would never leave BLM in charge. They, no, uh, no. They would never, I mean. So, some, some college kids would. Yeah. But, right. you know, I mean, we're, but we're getting to a place but, where. That, but then BLM becomes just as white as the people who right. are. <laughs> And, and, by, right. and, and, right. by, and by this by this categorization, though, you're saying Obama though was as white as Joe Biden. Well, that's I mean, honestly, I don't buy the, I don't buy the the old racist one drop concept. Right. right. Yeah, it's like it's just that, yeah, that's racist in and of itself. Right. Yeah, it's like so back when they thought that black blood was so dirty. Right. That you have one drop in your genealogy. That right. No. 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 You know, it's like no. That's and so Obama is as white as he is black. It's like even though his complexion was right, darker, right. it's like yeah, no, he but he was Ivy trained and, right. and everything. We're else. talking about ideologies and a culture and a, and a kind of hubris. Yeah. Yep, um, a hubris, a belief, a belief that you have the right to reshape the world right. in your own image, right. and that has come out of the academy overwhelmingly, yeah. which has been controlled yeah. mostly historically yeah. by. Pretty godless white people. You know, this is when you talk about the academy. It's one of the things that really bother me right now. I, I watch, and I'm, I'm mostly speaking to our reform people, our evangelical folks that are conservative. I've watched so many of them come out against social justice, against things that are bad in our culture, and and at the same time they're fighting this huge battle on the social justice front. Yeah. And then when you ask, but then when you talk about education. Right. And the very thing that is the roots of the tree that they're fighting against, mm-hmm. they're just as guilty of sending their kids to loop back around to be a part of that tree yep. as as the tree that they're fighting against. And then none of them are lining up over here to say, don't send your kids to government schools. Right. You know what I mean? And, and so, so I find why? this huge. And why? Because they're cheap and greedy. And because they figured out a system. I mean, like. <laughs> they, but they didn't preach, preacher. <laughs> but, they, but they figured out a system where you're you. And this is another part of that like history of abuse where it's like, Hey, let's have the government run education right. based on property taxes in your area. Mm-hmm. That's going to work out well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so how's that going to work? So little affluent white suburbs yeah. are going to have what good schools, amazing schools yeah. and other places where property values are low and now lower. Cause we torched them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like they're going to fuel your schools and look, <laughs> it's all even <laughs> like, like what on earth? Right. I mean, like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. as soon as you get the government involved right. like that, it's it's so dangerous. But we're so far down the road, right? That there's there's been all these different switches of like how do we yeah. make it equitable, but really not, um, you know. Right. And and you right, watch right, how hard right. white people fight for vouchers, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you right, know? right. That's gonna go equi- get equitable. Yeah, and yeah. it's like well make because things, I want to take things. my piece of the property taxes and go to an even further white flight school. You know, I want to <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to get even further away. So any anytime we create a system like that, which is when they talk about systemic racism, they never mean the actual systemic racism, abortion, government, government schools. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> in this, in the last 150 years, you look at how successfully the black population has been controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, you like, look at like what percentage of the total population, the black population is, and it's really not moving that much because of abortion and because of secular strategies to actually control, control the yeah. birth wow. rates. Imagine, Right now, how much everything would have changed if you had every black baby that's ever been aborted was alive. 30, 40 million? What, yeah. yeah, I was going to say it was just alive and in, like just alive and around. Just, right. just lump that on top yeah. of the black population. Yeah. They make a much bigger percentage mm-hmm. than, they, than they ever did. But you watch Latino populations 
uh, grow, yeah. like by per capita. You watch other populations grow. They're right behind us in abortion too. Yep. And so, but they have a little more cultural resistance in some right. ways. They have too. more stronger families. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you have, uh, but you watch that, and that, that's been a white play, and that was run by Sanger. That was that was run right. by white elites who said we freed them, but we don't want them. We don't want them. Right. We don't right. want them to grow. We don't want them to multiply. Mm. Um, people who are trying to address the quote unquote Negro problem, right, right, which right. means the existence of them, right, and like, and that is the like that's where that abuse. Right. Began the abuse began with slavery in the slave trade, mm-hmm. and then liberation was not liberation. No, no. liberation was, was like, enslaving everybody. We're going to liberate you. We're going to liberate you into genocide. And now, yeah, and now, know, like now, Uncle Sam owns everything. I did, so I did not it's, like it's, what yeah. you're describing at all. <laughs> <laughs> I am not yeah. enjoying this. Uh, no, because know, all, the, all those terms have been hijacked in one way or another. Right. Right. So you know, white supremacy is now just inherently just who you are. Sure. Well, sure. If, if you if you try to clean off graffiti on a wall, yeah. you're White supremacist. Well, you are you are asserting your privilege over somebody else's assertion of their privilege. Right, right. And yeah, that's yeah. true. It's hundred percent true. <laughs> yeah. And so I think what's what the difference yeah. is is kind of how the terms and how they're being used. I think that's what makes some of this uncomfortable is because it's like, well, what they mean by that. Well, I'm just saying the story that Nate's describing, no. not even the terminology. I think, I'm yeah. just saying the whole story, and and we're like in this entrenched. You know, um, uh, power struggle, and and we did this to ourselves, and we give government more power. The government yep. has a neck on our, has their knee on our neck, and we just let them do it more and more. How do we how do we back out of this? Well, honestly, I think we, it's the gospel, and we all know that, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so, if this edifice burns down because of our own hypocrisies and our own animosities as a nation mm-hmm. over time, I think any any Christian on any side of the spectrum, I hope, would be able to say, "Yeah, we deserve that." Uh-huh. Like yeah. nobody thinks that we deserve a glorious, peaceful white picket fence American empire. Yeah. Like by right, a lot of people act that way, yeah. and, the, and the secular yeah. right will act that way. Yeah. They That's they right. think it's like right. no, we built it. It's ours. We made it. Right. Yeah. American you know, exceptionalism. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's right. and and there it's been a, the most blessed nation ever. Yeah. So there's aspects of truth to American exceptionalism. Yeah. Right. But as we as we look at this, and the only way that you can like repair racial divides like at all is in Christ. Yeah. The only way you can actually span uh, family bonds and blood brotherhoods across tribes. Yep. It doesn't matter if it's the English and the Irish. Right. right. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be like, there doesn't have to be a melanin variation. Yeah. Um, it's like if the only way you do it with the, uh, you know, the Serbs, the only way you, the only way you do it with Ukrainians and Russians right. is the gospel. Right. Like that's that is it. The only way you do it with Bloods and Crips. The only way you the only way you do it with Tutsis right. and Hutu. Right. It's right. like in Rwanda, it doesn't matter if there's no white people there at all. The right. only it's, way you're we're still going to battle. <laughs> the only way you can look outside your tribe and see yeah. somebody who's closer to you, uh-huh. like no, you are my people. Yeah. Not I like for me, it's not Scottish Jews. Yeah. It's like Scottish Jews are not fundamentally my people. Yeah. Like you who are baptized. Like right. you're, yeah, right. you're, like, you're my brother. So what does repentance, what does repentance look like? I mean, we're, we're, you know, talking about the gospel. Um, it, it just, I just see this, all this mess and I don't even know where to start to repent. Right. You know? Well, the, the other thing is when you think about repentance and you think about, you're not the, you're not the covenant head of the nation. Yeah. So you don't sure. have to repent for the nation. And sure. that's, and that's one of the things that's problematic here is <laughs> everybody's trying is, to repent. For the nation. Like, so we know the world is covenantal and we've designed, we've, 
we've denied that forever. And yeah. so now we have some of the worst covenantal theology ever going on in the streets. Yeah. Where it's just like, <laughs> you, you better know, say that one. <laughs> you better say that one. It's, it's really, really funny where it's yeah. like we're all we're all guilty for this, the sins of every white person ever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there have right. been a lot of them and a lot of sins. And I'm doing there. this on behalf of all the oppressed. Yeah. And I'm yeah. doing this. On be- yeah. But yeah. we've been doing it. I'm going to kneel down. I'm going to say as one, as one side note. Yeah. And this is the the deep irony, and God loves this. I mean, He loves it. So when when God does stuff in stories, you can always uh, uh, just expect multitudes of ironies. Yeah. So, for example, George Floyd is a COVID casualty, right? Yeah. Oh, he didn't die of police brutality no. because by the liberal standard, he died he, of COVID that existed right before. He goes on the COVID rolls because he died with it. Yeah. yeah. So, oh wait, like maybe that was flawed. So it's like okay, that little thing's like bloop. It's gone. It's like because we all know that's total malarkey. Yeah. And he was killed by cops, yep. right? And yet right. we've been counting tons of other people who right. died. Other who died? Yeah. yeah. So like, there's that little yeah. irony. But then you think like, what's the biggest white messiah complex you can see right now? The thing that they all say we have and we do have, like, what is the biggest example of that? And it's white people thinking they can atone. White people oh, thinking like, oh, I'm yes. the I am the Messiah. I'm going to yeah. come out here. Go I'll fix it, guys. I got it. <laughs> here I go. I got it. I'm here to pay for the sins. You know, it's funny. Because uh, I am. Of the white people. I am dude. pure. I am a lamb without flaw. Oh, I am like, and the, you yeah. see these, you oh, see these, dude. all these oh, white man. people be, like exercising their Messiah complex. Yeah. Yeah. It is wild to see. And they're, they're tromping out there doing the exact thing that they're accused of and nobody sees it. Where yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm yeah. here, I'm here with the power to pay but for dude, all these sins. I got this. This is, <laughs> like, this, but you know what though? You talk about stories. This is the narrative and the story that Hollywood has been telling us for years. Yeah. Go back and look at all the movies and you'll see the white victor in there saving everybody. You oh yeah. Got a good old basketball team. Here I come. You know, like it's, yep. it's, that's the story that's been there. So then when they see it, Yep. Why wouldn't they say, well, I'll, I'll come in. And, 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 and what's sad is I think there's been the revolt that has been happening. People are like, we cool. We cool. Let's, this, is what, <laughs> this is what Frederick Douglass was trying to do. They say, hey, man, Frederick, what, what, what do we do with the Negro? He like, they cool. <laughs> Just leave nothing, them alone. Nothing. Don't help. Don't come in and try. Now, if they can't stand up, you don't need to prop them up. They'll figure this out. Just Get your leave white them hands off. Just leave them alone. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because that's and but that's we think we're not helping. A lot of white brothers think they're not helping when they do that. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, we have to come in and fix it, otherwise it won't get fixed. This is something I think that Christians have to learn in general and it's 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 everywhere. But I think there's this there's a real um, uh, poisoned idea of community. People, mm-hmm. you know, people love to talk about community. You know, right, to be right. community. Yeah. And, you know, and do I believe in Christian community? Of course I do. Here I am. I live in Moscow and, you know, we're all we're all neighbors. We yeah. go to the same church. Um, but I think people don't understand frequently that being in community actually means this is something that your dad, Pastor Doug, says all the time, but good fences make good neighbors. Mm-hmm. That's right. And like know where your family ends and where other families begin. Yep. That's one of the best ways you can love people. That's right. Get out of their business. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, now, does that mean you don't have them over dinner? No, have them over dinner. Go do the barbecue. Go do, you know, go do baseball, do football, do the stuff, go to yeah. school. But there's a sense in which I think we're all up in all each other's business. And a lot of Christians are susceptible to this where they're like, you know, hey, they just live in my house and we come and go and I spank each other's kids and all this kind of stuff. It's like, that's disgusting. And what you're, what you're doing, it's bad covenant theology. And what you're, but you're, you're the, it's a savior complex. And it's like, we can do this all together. You just put a couple Bible verses on it all. And then it's like, we're all up in each other's business and we're taking responsibility for stuff that's not ours. And what could go wrong? Mm. So, like, to circle back to your question, Gabe, mm-hmm. this is one of those things where we get to test our faith. This is an orthopraxy moment. 
Yeah. So if we look at this and think we can fix this, we're in the same old idolatry. It's the same old thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you we got to play. If, if wow. we just if we yeah. just run a play, mm-hmm. if I do something, I'll fix. I'll I'll fix it. I can yep. I I can fix this, or we can fix it, or whatever. But the, the, but some people are just in the make it stop. Like, can we just make it? Yeah, stop? Yeah, yeah. It's like that's no. easier. But, but, like <laughs> briefly, it's easier. But you like unless you actually like right. actually come under King Jesus, unless you actually form bonds of unity that can survive. Right. The, the, the thing when that, there's abuse, I I. I and and I'm I'm totally down with that. That's I'm committed to that. Of course, I just feel like sometimes when we talk about the gospel, it it has kind of that um, cold water, easy fixism. What we need is the gospel. It's kind of like shh, sure, all right, and God, I walk Jesus away Bible. from you know, and I and there we go. It's just yeah. dampered all the fire, and we're good. And so when I hear that, I, it's like I, no, that's true, but it doesn't seem like it has any tangibility to it. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and when people talk about it, and so for instance, and I've seen John MacArthur do this a lot, who's a very skilled man in, in the word of God and capable. So I've seen people ask him about, hey, how, how do we work with police brutality in the community? Some of the things that are happening in the minority cultures and community, how do we do that? And he's like, we'll just preach the gospel. And then people who are there is like, yeah, we know we're doing that, but there's something else. There's some discipleship that needs to happen in this process. Yep. This is also part of what I was saying about God's attention span. You know, his timeline. Yeah. You know, it's like we say, well, we did that and it didn't work. <laughs> we wanted we wanted that to work like right. now. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like eating, like, eating, eating breakfast and thinking you're going to grow. Yeah. You're, so you're if you think, and, and the thing is like we're in, we're on God's timeline. Yeah. And so there's ways, there's times when, you know, if, if you're Johnny Appleseed and, and somebody's like, so what do I do to feed people across the American West? And like, I'm going to go plant apple trees. Right. I'm going to do this. And, you know, two weeks later, people are like, they, they still he failed. Hung, it they're still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, right, you right. know, it's like, I yeah. see no okay, apples. but the seeds are in the ground. Yeah. And like, and what we need is the Holy Spirit. And what we need is the Holy Spirit to move like fire. That's right. You know, it's like, but is he going to? Well, we don't have like the, the that was easy button that right. summons him. Yeah. Yeah. We cannot do that. We can preach the gospel and there can be a bunch of deaf ears for yeah. a long time because yeah. he's composting the culture right now. Yeah. yeah. And, like when when the Holy Spirit moves, He'll move, and He'll do it in His timing. So yeah, we need to preach the gospel, but we also know that, like when when we're told that if you give someone a cup of water who's thirsty, we're told that Jesus counts that as done to Him, uh-huh. and like and we need to be doing that too. It's not just the gospel, right? Right. Like right. we need to be like starting educational institutions. Right. We need to be there we go. like giving to people. We need to be handing out truth. We need to be giving like practical truth, not just. Hey, this will get you saved, but this will help your marriage. This will help you raise your kids. This will help you be. This will help you be faithful. Let me give right. you some bread. Let me give you some water, and then also literal bread, literal yeah. water, yeah. literal assistance. Yeah, you know, like all those things are done to Christ, well, and that's and that's actually taking responsibility for the things you're actually responsible yeah. for. So right. Right. you aren't trying to fix anything. So, so you're so just real, being faithful. Real faithful, yeah. co- faithful covenant theology is well. What are you responsible for? Right. Right. What are you the covenant head yeah. of? Yeah. Uh-huh. You're not the covenant head yeah. of the nation, right. or all white people, or all whatever. Yeah. You're, right. you're, you're the covenant head of your family. Yep. Right. And the yeah, other right. the other thing is God. God will give you if He wants to. Yeah. He will give you clear shots at much yeah. at much bigger significance. Yeah. yeah. But you got to be faithful in those small things if you even right. want to think about it. Right. If you want to think about getting there and to circle back and not like it's not even forced. One of the things I tell the MFA candidates in Camperdown is we are not trying to save the world. You will not write a novel that saves the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to happen. Right. Yeah. What, that's not the way God works. Right. What we're trying to do is we're trying to give 
clean, cold water to people who are thirsty. Right. Like, yeah. we're going to give them a drink. Right. I'm going to yeah. give them a meal. Right. I can't keep them alive for their lifetime, like, yeah. but yeah. I can I can give food. Like, we're trying to build right. narrative soup kitchens. Right. Yeah. It's like, I can give out clean, yeah. wholesome, edifying right. food. I can yeah. give out good right. drinks of water right. and God, know that God will multiply them. God will bless them. Yeah. Uh, and he'll do this all in his time. So, like, what's within arm's length? Right. It's like, if you want to know if it's your responsibility... Is it in front of you? Right. Yep. If Eric garners your responsibility, it's because he's it's there, there in front of you. And right. you're there. Right. And afterwards, if you saw it, yeah. you should have thoughts. As yep. an American citizen, you need to have thoughts about yep. it. You don't go smash a dry cleaner. Right. Yep. But a lot of us yeah. have just a wife and kids right yep. in front of us. Yep. That's that's where you work reconciliation. Be out. faithful are, there. Are you yeah. at peace with your yep. wife and with yeah. your kids and with your husband and with if your you can parents? Keep, if you can keep your kids from having feuds, if you can keep your kids from fighting with each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. like maybe work on your neighbor. Yeah. You know, it's like, maybe. but how many, <laughs> then how many, you can maybe how many start. dads, yeah. how many dads are failing there? Right. Oh yeah. 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 Nate, man, I could talk to you for about 45 minutes an hour too, man. Going. appreciate having you on the show. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until next week. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politic. And join the club. Oh, did we talk about the club membership Enjoy at all? Oh, oh no, not really. do we have a conference coming up or something? We do. You elitists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The club. <laughs> <laughs>